What's going on, good people? It's your host, Jono the Giant, with my boy, JV, welcoming you to another episode of the Giant Fundamentals Podcast, where we discuss black male issues, growing and healing, and getting on the other side of greatness. Now, before you even tune in, please leave a rating and review, and do not forget to subscribe. Mr. J. Vival, what's going on, brother? JTG, <laughs> I'm good, I'm good. Another pod of the week? Another the week pod of the pod. The... Yeah, definitely, definitely. What's your giant gratitude this week, Pleb? Mm, yeah. I can't say it's sunlight. I would say for this week, man, yeah. I just, I hit awareness. I feel like I say that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we I gotta, that a lot. We gotta go it, back it, to the but awareness is very important to me because there's certain things that I'm realizing, like, like when I when it comes to working, it's like I realized like the last couple of months that I would get this visceral reaction within myself mm-hmm. when people ask me to do certain things at work. People would oh you do this and that, and, that. and I'm like I don't want to do it, but I still do it. So I'm like, damn, why do I feel that way? But then I realized the reason why I feel that way is because I'm not speaking my truth. I'm not speaking up. I'm not saying why it should be this way. That way, I just go right into it. Yeah, but now I'm doing. It. I'm like I don't know if that's it's the best idea because X, Y, and Z, so on and so forth. So having that awareness, it, it led me to start speaking my truth, speaking up, and then now I'm in a position where I feel better now. I feel like oh shoot, like I feel better. So that that all comes from that all comes from just being aware, you know. So I'm just thankful that because now people don't underestimate how much awareness can raise your quality of life, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you bring up a great point. I, I think that helps me appreciate just opposing views. Um, mm. You know, a lot of times, and I get it. Some people could feel, like, especially on your healing journey, you feel like, I don't want to hear everybody's opinion because you don't yeah. want them to influence you. But you have to be able to master hearing that opposing view as well as accepting it and also being okay with challenging it. Right, yeah. being okay with being challenged as well, you know what yeah, I mean. Being okay with being challenged, yeah, very right? true. I think a lot of people think like, "Oh, I'm supposed to just you say whatever, and I'm supposed to just swallow it and take it." Yeah, nah, yeah. it's yeah. okay. We we can go back and forth on this, and and maybe come to a compromise, and maybe not. Yeah, very but true. Because okay. it it helps me to understand your viewpoint understand your awareness um and then appreciate a different you know i'm always playing devil's advocate anyway i always want to see it from your lens mm-hmm. you know because now i can understand your decision making yeah right and i can relate to you in that way yeah yeah what about yours uh my giant gratitude is uh not feeling guilty for taking rest <laughs> <laughs> yo Perhaps. Nah, just not, yo. You know the way we grew up. All you do is work, 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 work. You go. I mean, I'm not. All you do is work, 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 no matter what. No matter <laughs> what, yeah. I, I know I can get into a zone where I, as long as I get five, six hours per night, I'm good. Like, I can function. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm learning to function at my highest quality of life. Yeah, you gotta you gotta strive for the. It's not always gonna happen, but I want to strive for the eight nine hours of sleep. Or you know, we grew up seven day events. It's just taking that one rest day. 
Yeah. And being and just being late even though I don't like the term lazy, I've learned to not really say it too much because of the negative connotation that comes with it. Mm-hmm. But okay with being lazy, you know, like I'm just chilling today. No, it's not even lazy. It's chilling. It's resting. It's resting. And that's what I try to explain to people. I tell my clients this, and I think it's very liberating. You have, there's um, laziness and procrastinating are two things that people really have a challenge with. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, there's, you know, there's really no such thing as being lazy and procrastin- procrastination. If you're being lazy, just know that you are, uh, you're probably depressed, and probably if- depressed. In addition, I also read that procrastination most likely is a trauma response. Yeah, procrastination is actually tied to anxiety. Mm. That's why you're procrastinating, because there's something about that thing that that's making you anxious, that's making you worried, that you may feel as if it's too big of a task or whatever it may be, you know? So when, when I sort of break down that down to my clients, they're like, oh, shoot, like, it's a freeing thing. So it's like, okay, now we got to take the step to see, okay, why am I, quote unquote, being lazy? Right. What 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 am I why am I procrastinating? It's something there's always something deep. No, nah, for real. I mean, shoot, in school, I did my best work last minute. I really used to hate it. Because yeah. I would do my I would I would work last minute, I'll get like a B minus. I'm like, damn, I would have got an A if I started this two months ago like I was supposed yeah. to. Yeah. But you know what's so funny? It's it's all about balance, man, because mm-hmm. doing things Last minute procrastinating could could be a source of anxiety because you feel as if that thing is too that task is too large, but then you have people who do things way ahead of time. That's also a source of that could be anxiety too. It's like you just started so over you're starting so early and you're overdoing it because you're just so afraid of failing. Mm, perfectionism, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. So you have perfectionism, and then you have procrastination. Wow. Yeah. You know what? Both, I was, both are rooted in anxiety. Both. That's crazy. You know, one of my fears, especially now that I'm in this life of singlehood, I get nervous when I see women who are always busy. Like, they're... Are you this or that? Oh, man. Busy women. I, look, I understand now we live in a new generation. You know, women are more independent. They're entrepreneurs. They're very successful. But women who are very busy, always got something going on. Yeah. Not a chicken head, not like three six mafia, but like a chicken <laughs> with a head cut off. They make me very nervous because I notice those women don't know how to prioritize their own self care and self worth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's that's just the American way, man. Nah, it's crazy. That's how they get you thinking like you got to be doing this and that and this and like you always have to be busy. It's like. It's really not healthy because when I go to other countries and I see how calm they are, it's like, it's, it's a different vibe, bro. It's a totally different vibe, man. Sounds busy. Well, you know, I wanted to um, bring up this topic. Uh, we talked about some time, you know, you have a famous, well, it's not famous, but I, I think it should be famous, right? Girls want boys, but women want men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I, I could definitely relate to that statement because... I've always said that women, uh, or they say girls mature faster than boys until okay. they get to college. <laughs> I feel like college years, that's when the women get dumb and the boys start to really get mature, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I just feel like we go back and forth, right? And then after college, yeah. we, we turn back into boys. <laughs> and then the, the women, the girls catch up to us again. So break down exactly what you meant by 
Girls want boys, but women want men. Well, I think with girls wanting boys, they just want the, the popular one and want the cool kid, the one that dresses the best, the one that's the funniest, popular mm-hmm. kid. In high school, you was the man, homie. Homie? <laughs> what happened to you? All right. Exactly. So now that what happened to you part comes when the boy gets older and he doesn't mature into a man. Correct. And when a woman gets older, it's like she's not really caring about the whole popular stuff. She's not caring about the cool guy. She wants the stable guy. Mm-hmm. She wants the guy that is about his business. She wants the guy that that is responsible. That's the type of guy that she wants. And uh, unfortunately, it's hard to find that guy. It's not. It's not a lot of us out there. I mean, <laughs> the ratio is one to seven. So for every one guy, there's seven women. I, right. Someone told me a couple of years ago, it's 10 now. I don't know how true that is. But. Nah, I'm pretty sure, yeah, because I remember when it was one to eight. No, it's back. So, yeah, it's probably one to 10 now, especially with... It, it, no, it is very true because all these all these people that I know that have kids uh-huh. and I'm trying to do play dates for my son, all of them got girls. So it's like, dang, a lot of people don't have boys. They don't have boys. It's like right. so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what do you say... And I, I feel for the women when it comes to this, because like you said, the ratio of one to nine, one to 10. Mm-hmm. So what do you, and I feel like women sometimes get into, they get trapped into this list. And what I don't like about the list is because it's based on social media or society. So like, what what is their, how should they, how should they develop that list or how should they attract that man and not that boy? You want to attract a man? be a woman <laughs> that's really what it is at the end of the day the reason why women attract boys is because as a part of them you're still a girl yourself mm. yeah a lot of them gonna say well I'm, I'm trying to be in my feminine energy I want to be soft but these men out here they make you want to be masculine and so forth and so on yeah I noticed that that's that the temptation to feel that way and to think that way Mm-hmm. But that's the thing about life, right? Where life is always going to challenge you. It's always going to challenge what you say you want. Mm-hmm. It's always going to challenge who you say you want to be. Mm-hmm. And when that challenge comes, you have to understand that you have to be able to still move in the direction that you want to move into, move in the direction of being that person that you want to be mm-hmm. in spite of life showing you something differently. So, mm-hmm. yeah, life may be showing you a bunch of boys, but that doesn't mean you just don't, you just stop working on yourself. Right. That doesn't mean you just make the excuse and be like, oh, there's no good men out here. They're there. It's just, bro, it's a needle on the haystack. You, that, the thing people don't get, you have to, it's about attraction. Yeah. Like, literally, all human beings are magnets. Mm-hmm. We attract who we are. It's like, I, man, people be like, I share my story of navigating through drug and gang violence in my community as a kid, dropping out of high school, to speaking to over 100 juvenile detention centers and schools in the country, sharing my story in countries like Haiti and Malawi, Africa, and becoming a licensed marriage and family therapist, people always ask me, how did I do it? If you want to know so you can make massive change in your life as well, 
click the link in the show notes to my book, When Giants Get Fed Up, From Anger to Ambition. And once you've read it, please feel free to leave me a rating and review. Oh, yeah, when I met him, he was like this. Oh, when I met her, she was like that. And right. they, I never saw this coming. Yeah, it's true. You probably never saw it coming. But guess what? If you look closely, you will see that you guys deal with the same things. That I've, I've done couples counseling. When I'm, when I'm doing couples counseling, there's so many times where the man's, his anxiety shows up with him, with his bravado. Mm. But the root of it is anxiety because he doesn't want to be perceived a certain way. But the woman struggles with anxiety too, but it's different. She may be trying to be controlling and try to be pushy, but they're both struggling and dealing with anxiety, feeling anxious. It just manifests itself differently on the surface. But you've attracted one another because (laughs) both of you are anxious. It just shows itself differently. So you got to be able to do that work inside of yourself first. That's really what it is. If you want a man, you got to be a woman. That's beautifully said. So what are some of like, what are some of the seeds they should, they should appreciate or see in a man? Like what are some concrete things? Cause I, I hate the fact they say, Oh, you got to make six figures. You got to do it. Like to me, those are surface things. Oh, for sure. Right. So what are some of the deep rooted seven layers deep seed work, things that they should see in a man that say, okay, no matter what his situation is, this is actually a good man. I think one of the most important things is a man who has integrity, Mm. who, where he stands on what he believes. His ego is not big enough to where he can't be corrected. He embraces accountability and he's someone that could be trusted. Now, it doesn't mean he's perfect, but he could be trusted. Okay. So what do you say, and I had this conversation with a a couple female friends, and it kind of disturbed me a little bit. In their mind, they said, you know, yeah, I want a good man or whatever. Um, I just want to make sure he doesn't bring any drama home. He has integrity. But at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if he cheated on me. Yeah. Because all men cheat. Yeah. Right. So what can you break down from a, a therapeutic standpoint, the problem, if there is a problem with that mindset, because in their their defense, they said, hey, I'm just preparing my mind for the worst. For sure. So that's that's just self-protection at its finest. Mm-hmm. You don't want to get hurt. I mean, the ideal is for a man not to cheat, that there's no infidelity. That's the ideal. Right. But the reality is it happens. That's the reality. Mm-hmm. It happens. Do all men cheat? I can't say all men cheat. That's, I mean, I know it probably looks that way, probably feels that way, but no, definitely not. You can't just put a blanket statement like mm-hmm. that. But I feel like women do that because they're trying to protect themselves. And normally, a lot of times, what I've experienced when I'm working with women, when it comes to relationships, I notice that something happened to them in the past. Of course, yeah that have made them feel that way and have made them armored up in that way against men. And even if it didn't happen to them, it it was borrowed. Maybe they saw something with their mm-hmm. mom or mm-hmm. aunt or some type of woman in their life and how they were treated, so on and so forth. And they're like, oh, yeah, oh, that's not going to happen to me. So they create certain barriers to uh, 
to avoid that from happening. Now I realize when you do that, you just end up you could you can end up self sabotaging. Mm-hmm. And you can miss out on a good man. Because say for example, mm-hmm. if a woman is talking to a man and then a man he's being honest and he's like, Yeah, you know, I've done this and that and that and a woman's like, Oh shoot, it may be a trigger for her. She'd be like, Yeah, I can't be with this man. But she's completely looking over the fact that he's actually telling you this information. Nobody had to tell you. Nobody had to rat him out. He's telling you. He's being honest. So you completely gloss over that because you've been triggered because he's done certain things. But you don't realize, man, you could be missing out on a good man. Like he learned, he probably learned his lesson. And he's, and because he's coming out and he's just telling you this involuntarily, that says a lot. But a woman could miss out on that because she's so stuck on, like, what he's done in the past. I mean, it's very hard because as you tell me as a man, as I tell women about my past or things that I've gone through, we have, I don't know if it's it's a men math, right? Because if I tell her, hey, this is what I'm dealing with or this is what my past is, I might ruin that opportunity with her. Right, yeah. like ruin yeah. that that level of the relationship. So now, I take a chance to be vulnerable, and she shows me love. Like, oh, I thank you for sharing for that. I appreciate you, a real man. But yet, in the subconsciously, she's discounting me. Right, and it's like, how do you navigate that as a man? Like, how do you know when to give certain information and not give? Because let's be real, a lot of these women, some of these women, I don't want to categorize. They they discount. They, they take points away when you're being honest and have integrity. Yeah. What did they say? You want the truth, you can't handle the truth? Come on, Jack Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, as a to be honest, there's really no right or wrong way, bro. You just mm-hmm. take a chance. It's like, it's all of it to the individual. You could take the chance and just be like, yeah, I ain't going to say nothing. And just hopefully nothing comes out. You good? Or you take the chance you say and you risk the chance of her being like, yeah, I'm good. I don't want to deal with that. You know, there's really no right or wrong way to go about doing it. It's all up to the individual. But I want a healthy relationship, John. Like, I want something that's transparent and vulnerable and has that integrity. So it's like, I don't want not to reveal something and then a year down the line, I'm being called a liar. Yeah. Again, that's a chance you take. You're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. That's a lot. Not to clap them cheeks. Regardless of mm. what... We're, okay. Mm. Go ahead. Regardless if you tell her or not. Mm-hmm. If you tell her, you're demonstrating vulnerability. Right. Integrity. Mm-hmm. Honesty. You don't tell her, you're still, you're still made vulnerable because now it's out. So you're still in a vulnerable position. Right. So you just choose which vulnerable you're going to take. Because the thing about it is there's a chance that nothing happens. Like you just move on and then nothing happens. That's that's a chance. Some people rather take that chance. But it's two sides of vulnerability. Yeah, pretty much. It's two sides. Like the thing about vulnerability is just, it's like an open wound. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. You're vulnerable. Like if you're thinking about like in terms of like, uh, if you're in a, if you're in the woods and there's animals there, you ain't got no no shotgun or nothing. You vulnerable. Mm. You vulnerable because yo know, the, the 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 prey the 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 
have to pray. You pray, you so you got no protection. So you're left in a vulnerable state. You're you're open, mm. not protected. Yeah. So a man's silence could be a form of vulnerability. Then, in what way? Based on your example, right? So if we're if I'm talking about a particular subject with a girl, I could be vulnerable and speak out and say mm-hmm. whatever it is, and then I could not speak out. But my silence, based on what you said, is two sides of vulnerability. I'm still being vulnerable. I still feel, right? Is that what you're saying? No. Nah. What okay. I'm saying is, if you don't say anything, if it comes out, you're left in a vulnerable position. Ah, okay, okay. Got you, got you. Okay. If, if, if something comes out, she finds out on her own, you're left in a vulnerable position. It's like, damn, like, you know? But if you just come out and you just be proactive about it, you just say it, it's like, you're choosing to take the step to be vulnerable. And you're choosing... To, yeah, to just really just take that step and see what happens. But I don't think, to be honest with you, I don't know if any any way is right or wrong. I mean, I, I feel like the first way of being wrong, that's more noble. You know what I'm saying? But in somebody's mind, it's like, yo, I may not say anything because I may just be protecting her. I may be protecting the relationship. Or something that happened a long time ago and it's inconsequential. It could be that. It just doesn't have any consequences for real. Those things are case by those things are case by case situations, man. Honestly, there's I know we like to look for the um, the size that the shoe that fits all, but those are case by case situations, man. Now let me say something. If you got a kid on the side, you probably wanna you probably wanna divulge that information. You know what I'm saying? You probably wanna you probably wanna let her know what's 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 going on you know you might want to just you might want to tell her that you got a whole family on the side so what do you say to those those men who are acting like boys right who they have a long roster you know they're playing women and in their mind they're just looking for the best mate possible um but they they, this is their process right Mm -hmm. what do you say to them i don't have an issue with the roster Mm-hmm. As long as you're being honest about it, mm-hmm. that's really what it is. At the end of the day, <laughs> one of my, one of my boys told me this week is like, it was like, look, man, like my girl, no, bro, like he said, I like novelty, like I like different women. She know, like that. He's like, that's one of the first things I told her when we're dating. Right. Like, yo, like it's not that if I'm with you, it's not I don't care about you, it's not I don't love you, but it's just like, yo, this is this is how I am, you know, and mm-hmm. that's. That's what he is. And she was like, okay, she she took it. So she know he'd be out here doing his thing. Right. Because he's like, yo, I, I ain't going to be living in secret. I ain't going to be, you know what I'm saying? I ain't going to be in there. Like, okay, I said, cool. To each his own. Like, that's good. I'm like, at least that's y'all agreement in our relationship? Go right ahead. Like, that's fine. That's the agreement that you guys have. But when it's not that way, when it's not, like, spoken about, that's when it becomes a problem. That's when the whole, oh, all men cheat come into the picture. <laughs> right, right. No, they make a lot of sense when it comes to that. I, I think, like you said, it's not a one-size-fits-all type situation. There's so many nuances because I have a lot of friends who are in situationships, right? Yeah. For like it, this age, a lot of people, if you're not in a committed relationship, if you're not married, you're in a situationship, bro. Yeah, you're in a situationship. And, I get nervous because I see couples doing what full committed couples do in situationships. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I see 
you know, just to be frank, I see women pulling off rubbers off men they're not committed to, mm-hmm. right? You you sitting there playing games, you trying to low-key have his baby, and y'all not even boyfriend and girlfriend. Like Not even boyfriend and girlfriend. It's not right? even a title there. That's wild. Not even a title. Y'all just see each other after work. Y'all just kicking it. You I'm know bad. what I mean? So it's like, it's very hard and, you know, in a previous podcast, you talked about the decision making is like, you never, I know for me, I'm going to speak for myself. I don't want to be in a love relationship based on circumstance. To love based on obligation is probably the worst mental prisons you could be in. Or to not just love out of obligation, mm-hmm. but to love out of insecurity because you don't want to be alone. You don't want to be yeah, that's yeah. That, that's but that's lot. how the situationships start though, no? That's how that's that's how they be coming about. Correct. Yo, Correct. it's yo, it's crazy how people start whole families out of situationships, bro. That's crazy. I've seen couples like when they tell me their story how they started off, I was like, Oh shoot. This wasn't something that came about because of love or because they planned this. Correct. It came out of like, I'm lonely, you're lonely. We talking, we have feelings for each other, mm-hmm. we grease, we do our thing, but then it's like, then you moving with me, I'm moving with you, and then but it's nothing really that really happened there. Oh, drop a jit. It's like, oh, you start a family out of a situation. You start a family out of insecurity. Your family is founded upon insecurity. Family yeah. is founded upon a situation. And many I think many of us are products of that. Yeah. Now we have to deal crazy. with all the generational trauma that comes from that. And that's why when people, uh, I saw when these couples be coming to me for counseling, once I start hearing the history and mm-hmm. once I start hearing the way that they're recounting the history, I'm like, oh, shit, they're not going to last. Mm-hmm. They're not going to last. And they're not because look how it started. I know they say it's not how you start, it's how you finish. No, mm-hmm. nigga. When it comes to a relationship, how you start is most likely how you're going to finish, okay? Yeah. Most likely. And look, I'm not saying people can't overcome, but when you have all these gurus that's saying, force it, make it work. This is the, and it's like, bro, you're not taking into consideration how we got here. Yeah, that's that church culture though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a church culture. Yeah, yeah, just make it work. It's like once you have a kid, okay, that's it. Or like you're not like yo, so many women I come, they like single moms be like, Yeah, you know. I'm just trying to find a man. Like, I need a man to, like, father my son. And I'm like, I get it 1 million percent. Mm-hmm. I mean, being a two-parent household is challenging. So I can't even imagine a one-parent household. But for that to be the primary reason for you to want to be in a relationship, to me, I feel like that's just not healthy. Yeah. Yeah, it's not healthy. So now you, you already... You get with this guy with the expectation, and you probably, and of course, the woman probably doesn't even communicate to the man that that's one of the expectations, right? Nope. You know that's that's rarely something that's communicated. But you come into the to the relationship having those unspoken, unrealistic expectations for this guy that you're not even essentially dating, it's a mm-hmm. situationship mm-hmm. to father your kid is like you know how much chaos that's going to cause because. When he starts moving a certain type of way and you don't like the way he's moving or like the way he's doing things, you don't like the way he's not present with your kid, with some other man's kid, when you don't like it, you're going to start acting a certain way and he don't he don't know what the hell is going on. Yeah. 
Bro, you know how many times? Yo, every goddamn day. <laughs> every day, bro. I'm seeing these couples. I'm like, yo, yo. Man, people don't know how to communicate, Jerry. Nope. People think they know they're communicating and they're not, bro. No, they're not. And, and I'm like, okay, going back to our original topic. Yeah. If you want a man that communicates well, that articulates his feelings and how he sees things and feels about things, if you want a man that knows how to do that, mm-hmm. then you need to be able to know how to do that. All right. And if you don't, that's not fair. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, understand you're going to attract a man that doesn't communicate well. Exactly. You want a man of your dreams? You got to be the woman of your dreams. Point blank. That's it. What they say? What the kids say? Period. Yeah, yeah period. Man. You create that list, you got to become that list. And I think that was eye-opening for me. You know what I mean? Because I, I, I definitely want a better relationship that I had in my previous marriage. I definitely want someone that's more compatible, has more chemistry with me. I want someone that romanticizes me. And I was like, oh, I got to do all that shit for myself. I got to be able to do that for myself and love myself on that level so that, like you said, Magnet, I attract that other part. I attract that person that's going to be able to do that. Yeah, because when you do it for yourself, you're wiring yourself to attract that. And you teach someone else how to love you. You teach someone else how to love you. That's a crazy thing. We be trying to make people love us. We don't even love ourselves, bro. That thing is wild, kid. (laughs) Uh, So many of us, man, if not most of us, are guilty of that. mm -hmm. Yeah, when I have my, you know, I'm a ghetto therapist. So when I have certain couples that come to me, (laughs) I'm like, yo, you, you want that man? Or you want that woman to love you? Do you love? Do you do that for you? Do you do that for you? Do you do that for you? That's what I want to know. You want her to dress up and put on a wig and you like all this, but do you do that for you? Do you dress up nice for yourself? I mean, I don't put on no, I ain't gonna put on no wig. But, no, I'm yeah. just saying. <laughs> so, uh, you, you know, your homeboy like novelty, he like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He, 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 he I am like, yo, you're not novelty, but what if the shoe's on the other foot? What if she like novelty too? You gonna be okay with that? Are you a fireman for your woman? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? She like a man in uniform. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's it's funny how um, we could all turn into kids, that bitterness, right? It's always that person, that person, that person. Yeah. And we, we always say there's four fingers pointing right back at you. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, and lead by example, right? Be the, be the example of change you want in your household or in your relationship. And these are all like easier said than done, right? For sure. Definitely been be so. Uh, what is our therapeutic term this week, bro? Uh, therapeutic term this week. Yeah. Well, last week we said what was it? What was it? Epi- Epi- epigenetics? You said what? You know me, my ghetto ass said epiology. Oh, epiology. I was like, what? I got free online. No worry about it. What are you trying to say? Ideology? <laughs> Theology? Like, it's the ideology of the epidemics. <laughs> Disneyology? This. <laughs> Individuals. The therapeutic term for this week, I would say, is triangulation. Mm. Triangulation. Um, triangulation is something that happens all the time, especially in relationships and family settings. So if a, a father is having a hard time at work, his boss is getting on him, mm-hmm. he doesn't necessarily have the power to stand up to the boss because mm-hmm. the boss is paying him. 
So he just harbors all the ill will and the feelings and the resentment and the anger. Mm-hmm. But then when he comes home to his family, he he puts it out probably on one of the kids or his wife, uh, his partner, and you know yells at them and gets on them and takes it out on them. Mm-hmm. So that's what triangulation is like. You you're roping another party into your issues. I feel like my dad did that with life because he never had that. Yeah, like, yeah, or like when your parents, like, let's say your parents had issues mm-hmm. and they have conflict, and they bring one of you, one of the kids into it. Referee, you, yeah, yeah, try to put you in the middle of it. Yeah, that that mm-hmm. happens all the time. Damn. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you. Definitely say I love you. This was love another great bro. one. You gonna yes, say that, sir? Yes, sir. Until we part again. Until we part again. <laughs> Later. Hi, bro. What's going on, good people? Have you been enjoying the episodes Mr. Vabal and I have been releasing? I know you have, because you wouldn't have made it this far if you weren't. You see, we are committed to bringing you an episode every Monday to start your week off, but we need a favor from you. Take the time and share this episode right here. Yes, this one right here to three men that you know and pump us up and have them listen and subscribe. Because we're on a mission to help men heal from childhood trauma, connect with their emotions better, and as a result, they'll show up in their relationships, careers, and life as the best version of themselves. And we cannot accomplish this without your help. From Mr. Vaval and I, we say thank you and we appreciate your support. Thank you so much for joining us. And before we go, I just want to remind you, the man that says he can and the man that says he can't are both right. Which one are you? By his father and mother, he was abandoned. With no concern for his safety, they left him stranded. A life of hurt was the very thing he was handed. My apologies, cause I'm about to be candid. Every way he went, he felt ashamed alone. And his explosive behavior made it be known. Walked around as if he wanted to be left alone, but he was really carrying the weight of being disowned.